You can gossip later. Yeah. We can gossip later. Yeah, right, now, to, right, right, now, right now, we got to talk yeah. football. We're back with Division One Rejects. Uh, Kobe Manzo, Tyshawn King, Gossip Queen. What's Yo. Up, <laughs> and Jimmy Martin, we're back in the studio. How we doing, everybody? We got, uh, dissing. We got, a, <laughs> we got one more one more audio-only episode for you guys. I promise we've got the, the YouTube and the video podcast coming on the way. But uh, for tonight, we still got a good episode for you nonetheless. we got two GLIAC guests. We've got Drew Carpenter, which is a defensive back from Northwood. And then joining us later is Hunter Chambers, offensive lineman from Michigan Tech. Good to have both those guys back on. If you've been with the podcast for a while, you'll recognize both those names. They've hosted a lot of episodes with me back home. Uh, super appreciative, not to get all gushy, but like those guys helped me out a ton. Would not be here without those guys. Very excited to have them on. Shout today. out to the boys. But. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> as far you're, you're as make as here. far as Gliak is concerned, Gliak football. Uh, obviously getting an inside look at spring ball for Northwood and MTU. We'll talk a little bit about Jared Bernhardt potentially going to the Broncos. We saw Rappaport tweet about that today uh, on the 7th. This is a Thursday as we're recording this. Um, and then also Saginaw Valley got a big transfer at maybe quarterback. We're, we're trying to figure that one out. But um, a big-time transfer from Saginaw Valley from the Division One level that could elevate them into a playoff run. Uh, NFL-wise, fellas, Stephon Diggs, huge extension for him. Looks like he's probably going to want to tr- uh, retire in Buffalo. Excuse me. Sounds like both sides are interested in that, so we'll talk about that. Um, the biggest headline for me, uh, Frank Gore retires, and he's getting into professional boxing. What uh, is this about? So, Dude's body has been through more. He's been through like five lifetimes worth of hits. Didn't he just get knocked out by Darren Williams? <laughs> yes. You guys, uh, have you guys ever seen like an interview with Frank Gore? Have you heard him speak before? No. no. Uh, it's, worth it. it's worth your time. <laughs> he, he has a hard time speaking. He's probably taken so many shots to the head that he's he cannot formulate sentences. He's got a lot of CTE, dude. Like, there's, there's no way there. he does not have CTE. It's all mush in there. You don't, become, you don't become the third all-time leading rusher in the 16, NFL. 16,000 yeah, rushing yards. By just not taking hits. Dude's taking his fair share. And pr- props to him. He's an outstanding running back and has produced numbers for a very long time. Very good running back. And has been taken yeah. for granted for a very long time. But, oh, oh God. my goodness. All, like, he's like the ultimate workhorse. Yeah. So, that is that's absolutely crazy. Um, Stefan Gilmore signs a big extension. You throw that in there? What's that? I didn't see that. I one. didn't see that either. I, I, was say, I saw D- I put Diggs in there. I don't, really I think, don't know about Gilmore. I was say I think he threw that in there. I don't. I was like, I didn't see I, Gilmore. I He's think, still a free agent. Right? I didn't put that in there. Yeah. I ain't even looked at it, so don't look at me. I said I, I put the Diggs I in there. I think you might have just put, thrown it in the I wrong put spot. Diggs and Bernhardt in there. Yeah, you might have just thrown it in the wrong spot. Um, but but that's okay. Brandon Cooks resigns in Houston. Yep. That one there you go. Either. That's that's a there good was a one. Year the Browns just trying to trade for him. Yeah, they were. That's right. That was like, so, that was like two hours ago. And we'll talk to we'll talk to Drew. He's big Baker guy. We'll talk to Drew a little bit about Baker's potential destinations. Um, but as far as the the college scene goes, not much college football news, guys. But college basketball had a couple big headlines as far as the transfer portal is concerned. The whole LSU basketball team has hit the transfer portal. Everybody, they don't have a scholarship athlete on Thank the you. basketball team. That's right exactly now. what I was about to say. Thank you. That is that is like I saw. I never I heard saw, of that before. I saw a video like one of the walk-ons like posted it like, yeah. When your whole team leaves, there's nobody there, <laughs> and everyone thought he was kidding. And then I look, and I googled it at, right after that. The, yeah, like it's it was a thing. Like they fired I Kobe, they fired their coach. Over every NCAA allegations, yep. Every four and five star decommitted. So, every know. scholarship athlete has entered the transfer. So program. we'll talk about it later, but it's the first time I've seen that ever in my lifetime. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, America's favorite is also gone. A moment of silence for Doug Ader. And who was dude? St. Peter's yeah, mustache. Peter. Well, man. he's gonna go to some big ass school now. He took Kentucky up, man. I probably really, see Hall, really, where his old really head coach is at. I would love to see but that. Anyways, Doug and uh, two other guards for them that were very good for the Peacocks. They are all leaving uh, St. Peter's potentially to go join their their head coach um, at Seton Hall. But we'll talk about all that and more as we get into the episode. But as always, you can listen pretty much anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at d one underscore rejects and on Instagram at division one rejects to see. Highlights from the show. Fellas first, let's get into this first conversation with Drew Carpenter. Joining us now is a sophomore defensive back at Northwood University, a man who's been on many episodes before and frankly probably does not need an introduction. It's Drew Carpenter. What's going on, Drew? What's up, Kobe? It's uh, nice to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, it's weird to talk to you over the phone rather than person, but uh, glad we could get you on here. It's been a minute, dude. When was the last time we had you yeah. on for an actual episode? Well, I mean, uh, hosting was a couple months ago, I think. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, something like that. But it's been a minute since I was a guest. 
it's kind of weird. Uh huh. Too long, bro. I don't. I don't like it over the phone. Like, I mean, you know, I don't like it over the phone nearly as much as talking with guys in person. And uh, yeah, next time, man, next time you go to, guy. oh, <laughs> I don't know what your hate with with FaceTime is. I could I could go on FaceTime all day. I love <laughs> I love me some FaceTime. Um, but yeah. when you come up to Marquette this summer, we'll get you back in the get you back in the studio, and we'll, we'll have a couple episodes. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, that's not good. But. Uh, what is new with with you guys down in Northwood as far as spring ball goes? You guys are a little over halfway done right now. What is that looking like? Yeah, we're we're a little over uh, halfway done. We got um, spring game coming up, not this weekend or the next weekend. It's the weekend after Easter. Oh, so, sweet. Okay. You know, yeah, trying to trying to get all prepared for that and stay healthy as much as we can, so we're able to do something like that. Yeah. Northwood's oh, sure. kind of had a curse the last couple of times they've done a spring ball. We've had a torn ACL my freshman year and the year before I got there. The year before COVID happened, another torn ACL. So it's kind of been oh, derailed by injuries. So we're just trying to stay healthy. That blows. We had a running back go down with a knee injury in our, in our spring game and, you know, still trying to figure out that. But um, that was the only injury. But, man, those are scary. And that's, like, the mm-hmm. least opportune time for an injury of that magnitude to happen. Not that – I guess you could argue that there's never a good time for that to happen, knowing myself, you know, having gone through that. Um, I would never wish that on anyone, but um, man, that sucks. Like, spring ball, to do that would suck. Um, how does that work with Easter? Like, I know, um, I'm trying to think, what is, guys, you know, what does our break look like for Easter? Do we get anything? We get anything off for Easter? Couple days. Couple days. I'm going home for Easter. Yeah. So, what is that spring ball like for you guys? What does that look like for Easter? Are you going to get any time off? Yeah. So, we're going to, we're going Monday. Wednesday next week. Okay, and then you know the fellas, everyone gets Good Friday off. No, nothing on Saturday because you know trying to get everyone back for a day just to go back for Easter. Yep. You know, makes no sense. It's a struggle right there. Yeah. So yeah, just going back, see the family, everything like that, and then head back, finish out one last week um, for the spring game, and you know finish out strong, all that type of stuff. Sweet. Now you said Eric is out right now, so you're running with the ones, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, I would. Our returning safety. So yeah, I'm trying to get as you know, learn as much but also help the younger guys and yeah. um then at the same time take care of an opportunity that I'm given. All that type of stuff. I mean, you know, just you know, in high school you get the reps to go with the ones you're like, all right, you want to perform and all that type. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, and it's nice to see, you know, the similar faces but also new faces on the team. Yeah. There's a bunch of freshmen that obviously never got to play last year. And, you know, my class as well that maybe didn't get enough of an opportunity as they wanted to in the fall, that with now seniors and all of them leaving, they're getting more opportunities in the spring, so it's nice to see. Yeah, dude, like this fall, it feels like we're getting close to be like almost some of the older guys, which is weird. Like it makes it doesn't weird. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, because of the fact that we just haven't had much field experience um, as our class as a whole. But when you look at it, like – so be your third year, like so, we are third year at our at our respective schools coming up. So now, you know, field experience or not, like those guys, there's two classes below you are going to look up to you to to learn and, and to be a role model. And that type of, that's just weird to me. Like that doesn't, um, it, it doesn't really feel like that. I don't know how you feel about it, but it doesn't feel like uh, the time's kind of gone by very quickly. No, it, it does. Um, I remember coming in as a freshman. You know, even though we didn't play, obviously, it was nice to hear stories about you know the older guys playing in games. You know, even if they hadn't played their freshman year, like we didn't technically because of COVID, well, they were getting redshirted. They just had stories. And now, you know, I played in, you know, a couple games before getting hurt and everything like that against GV. So I kind of have a couple stories plus just, you know, going and traveling with the guys. It's been nice. But um, as far as, like, I can't, you know, be like, hey, you know, I played in every single game. So kind of as an older guy now, you're kind of, looked at with more respect and also um, looked at as a bigger part of the team and a bigger voice essentially too. Yeah. For me, not traveling, I think was the absolute worst part of being inactive as far as my injury goes. Traveling, I think is where you make, I mean, the memories, a lot of the stuff that I'll remember from last year, besides the games, of course, is, mm-hmm. is really like the small stuff traveling. And I always think back to that NCAA tournament, uh, the basketball tournament interview. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's that guy and they ask him what he's going to remember most about his team. And he's like, he's like holding back tears and he's just like, Going out to lunch, and that's all. That's all he could get out, and he just starts like yeah, bawling. Yeah, it was this year. No, I was a couple of years ago, I think. But so it was I remember like, Fox. It was, yeah, I do remember that one too. Yeah. But um, that that's for me, like being able to do the video and travel with the guys. Um, that 
made me feel like a part of the team more than anything else. And I obviously couldn't play, but like if you miss out on, on those type of experiences, I think that's where you that's where you really miss out. So at least um you were definitely able to have those those experiences this year. I think you'd agree, like that's where um you get to know a lot of the guys on, on a much different level. Mm-hmm. Especially so. um just and just traveling is just nice because you know, you kinda you kinda feel a little luxury, I guess, staying in hotels. Oh stuff. yeah. Like we stayed in a, we stayed in a really nice hotel and we played at Tiffin and, uh, you know, you're walking off the bus and you're thinking, Oh yeah, like we're big time. Like we're the football <laughs> team staying here, even though you're just like a bunch of D2 players that, you know, but it's just nice for, bunch of D1 you know, our self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, going on the road, traveling to, to schools like Tiffin, who are you uh, most excited to, to, to play against this year in the new league GMAC? You got anything that, uh, any teams on there that you've been, you're looking forward to playing the most, obviously Saginaw, but that's a, you know, that's a well, I would definitely opponent. agree. I would agree with what you just said. Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Saginaw Valley is um, going to be the most fun, even though they're still in the GLIAC and we're not anymore. Yep. It's just, you know, now that it's our, our place and not getting to play in that game last year after getting hurt that's in true. TV yeah. game before, it sucked. But just being on the sideline with our guys, like you could feel the energy. You could, you know, we hung with them for a little bit. So, in it's a rivalry game, you know, anything yep. can happen. Yep. And but yeah, um, that. that would be the first. Um, second, I would say uh, getting to play Tiffin again. Yeah, um, they're solid too. That you said that defense was legit. We saw that through uh, no, most of the sure. season. For sure. And um, uh, I I played a lot against Tiffin, so playing against them would be you yeah, know, little, fun again. But little int uh, that uh, game, little int. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate the pat on the back. Um, <laughs> I would say of all the teams that we didn't play against that uh, are going to play against, I would say Hillsdale. I didn't really look at Hillsdale a lot. Obviously, you have to be a uh, you know genius billionaire playboy for Lance Fist <laughs> to go there. So um, that wasn't me, and so it'd be nice to see like what they got because I feel like they gave Tech they, a game last year. Yeah, and you know they aren't really like the most talked about team, but no, they're very but they're solid. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. solid. Um, and I guess last thing, Northwood-wise for you, new defensive backs, backs coach, excuse me, um, and, and you've just been cycling through them here the last, uh, you know, under a year, right? What is what has that been like? I mean, you've had, what, three coaches now? Is this your third one since you've, I, I since feel, you've gotten there? You, you know, you know, I feel like I'm Baker at the Browns. I've had three coaches <laughs> two and a half years or whatever. But, yeah, um, you know, I had Coach Swan before. And then yep. Coach Bradley, both love those guys. They've been great, nothing but mentors on and off the field. Coach Juan is, you know, you've had him on the show before. Absolute yeah. goon. He's back at Wayne, Coach so we got to get him back on, on the yeah. show to talk about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, Coach Bradley is also just a he's a student of the game. He really preaches it. And um, he's playing or coaching for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, there you go. He plays for in the Sweet. CFL. Yeah, so. I didn't know that. But um, we got Coach, Coach Artinian. He's a. Uh, He's from Grand Blank. He played at Michigan State, and you could tell he's very knowledgeable. He's young. He uh, just he connects with the guys, you know, and it's it's hard to, like, connect with a bunch of guys that, A, you don't know, and B, all the other coaches know. So you kind of feel, like, a little left out. Yep. But he's, he's been super cool, super chill, very laid back, but, you know, wants you to work hard and, you know, demands effort. And, you know, that's all you can want out of a coach is someone who wants you to work hard and someone who demands your best. And yeah, that's what I feel like we've gotten so far. You know, I, I'll take that any day of the year. Yeah, somebody that you can that you can trust and you want to run through a wall for. Um, and a lot of coaches mm-hmm. do that do that differently. But um, you know, you said you're Baker Mayfield. All these coaches coming in and out. Uh, Baker is the one that's going to be going out. Uh, it sounds like right. I mean, there's no way the Browns hold on to him. But where it, it feels like every week there's one less possible option or possible uh, destination for Baker Mayfield around the NFL. Where you know, what's going on with Baker? Are we going to get any more progressive commercials? Is this the end of it? <laughs> I mean, progressive would, that'd be a killer loss for them. <laughs> I think Baker brings in a ton of media. <laughs> they play you know, the freaking Twitter commercials comments. enough, dude. I mean, they're hilarious. I want to have every single new one. Even um, after the 50th know, watch? Yeah, I got, well, I got, as far as Baker next team, I got three, three teams that I'll, I'll give you a realistic, I'll give you a, that would be like his best choice. Okay. And I'll give you a dream scenario. I like it. Realistic, I think he'll go to the Seahawks. Yep. I think he's better than Drew Locke. And I think the Seahawks aren't really sold on Malik Willis or any of the guys in the draft. Because Do the Seahawks want to win? Root- 
That's the question. Yeah, and you'd be hearing rumors of them. You'd be hearing rumors of them trying to trade up. You know, at yep. nine, I don't like. Yeah, the Panthers want a quarterback, right? So if they really wanted a quarterback, they'd be looking to trade up, and I, don't, I haven't seen that. Um, the best scenario for Baker would be obviously if the Browns cut him, which I doubt. I hope, but I doubt. And he went to Pittsburgh and beat Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. I feel like that'd be wow. a dream scenario. You could almost write a movie on it. <laughs> um, my dream scenario is Dan Campbell phone calls <laughs> John Dorsey and Brad Holmes and says, let's go get Baker. Let's get my guy who's going to bite a kneecap off with me. And I, <laughs> I, I made a fancy draft team a couple years ago. And I think I've sent you the photo. It's Baker in a Lions jersey yeah. holding up the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> and there would be nothing happier than me watching that happen. I, that'd be my dream scenario. I, you know, I, I can see why it's a dream scenario. I, I can definitely yeah. see that. And we know Tyshawn is actually one of Baker's biggest fans. Ain't that right, Ty? Hey. Baker Mayfield is terrible. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to come on here and, you know, <laughs> Getting a little argument. I don't, I don't need Stephen A. on uh, on my side versus you or anything <laughs> like that. I'm not going to bring out the inner inner Skip Bayless. That's a Baker guy right there. He loves Baker. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But dude, no, I just uh, it's good to have you back on. And it feels like we're we're taking we're taking a big step with the pod as far as the the studio goes and getting getting more content out and having people in here. Um, I'm excited to give you up here. I want to do, um, down the road, I haven't talked about this too much on actual air, but we're eventually going to be doing some, some D1R athletes. Um, and obviously you'd be, you'd be hooked up with that and that would be, that'd be a fun time. But, um, I'm just, I'm just excited about where this is going, man. I'll have to talk to my execs. um, Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to contact, uh, you know, Nike, PSD, uh, I'm sure you yeah, are trying. Livy Dunn's exact, you know, all that <laughs> type of stuff. So I'll make sure I'll, I'll, I'll leave you a spot. I'll put you on the schedule. Oh, this just, it's like, it was funny to me. I was watching one of our episodes the other day um, with, with Hunter, you and I. It wasn't even like part, well, actually, it wasn't even an episode. It was one of those outtakes where, you know what I mean? Like, I think Hunter was ripping me about 11 straight or something, and we were just dying. But, like, on the, just on the couch in the basement, um, and those are, like, those are the best, dude. Like, I miss I miss doing those every week. Like, those were a lot of fun. So, hopefully, hey, we're going to get back to doing a lot of that. Hey, you can say you can say we both were right, because I remember I told you that we were going to beat Northern, and, you know, you said, no way. You guys should uh, thank the GLIAC for giving us. We're giving you guys a second shot. I can't even believe you know we split. Mean? I cannot believe we split that <laughs> shit. That was ridiculous. No, y'all had a really good year last year. We definitely got to pull something out of, you know, yeah. do It'll, something like that. No, nah, you, you guys will be able to compete. There's there's no question with that in the league that, that you're in. Um, but um, otherwise, man, like I said, just just happy to have you back on here. And I'm, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited about the future of this stuff. And I'm, I'm super thankful for, for guys like you and Hunter to, to help me um, to get this thing off the ground. Like, I don't know what I would have done without you guys seriously uh yeah of course anytime you know that of course brother well i really appreciate you that's all i've got for you today man all right well i gotta go to geonosis and figure <laughs> figure something out with the droid army so i appreciate you letting me go <laughs> all right brother i'll see you thank you all right i'll see you good to have drew on like i said he's the man hosts a lot of episodes with me um super excited to have him up in the summer he'll be in the studio for a couple episodes but fellas nfl talk right into it big extension for stefan Diggs. he's staying in buffalo he signed a four-year deal worth 104 million i believe 70 of that is guaranteed yep unreal that's a lot of money but also like technically is he's taking a deal right when you look at the numbers across the league and the level the caliber of receiver that Diggs is mm-hmm. i think a lot of people are saying he's taking a deal for josh allen i don't know though he kind of he he's what he's what he's not old, he's like but he's not necessarily. He's like twenty eight, twenty nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah no, so. for sure. He's he's not like rookie contract yeah. type deal. So yeah. that's that's a that is a good. What is that? His third contract now. That's a great third contract. Is it his third contract? It might be. Yeah, because he got drafted in twenty fifteen. So this is his third contract. Yeah, that's that's a great third contract. You ask me. That's uh, so. the happiest man about that is not Stephon Diggs. It's Josh Allen. It one hundred percent is. They had to though. He cracks me up. You see him on Twitter. Well, it was a little while back. They tweeted about him being potentially traded. Like, could you see Stephon Diggs on any other team? And Josh no. Allen just replied, 
No. And then he saw the contract extension. Yep. And he said, yes. <laughs> a man of few words. Exactly. I loved that. That was funny. And, like, both of those tweets did absolute numbers. Just absurd numbers. Um, Buffalo trying to claim a chip already. They, why not, dude? Why not? Why not them? Huh? Man, they put that boy in a dome. They have a couple of them. Jesus. Don't even... <laughs> we ain't going back to that. But it was reported that uh, both sides had intentions of him retiring with the Bills. Uh, he is 28. The 28-year-old receiver still has two years on his existing contract. So he lo- they locked him up for another four, six total. Quick math over here at D1R. And uh, he's locked up until 2027. That feels like a very long way away. And it, but it really But it's it really not. Yeah, it really, that's weird. It really isn't. Yeah, that's kind of wild. But, yeah, so six more years um, for Stephon Diggs with the Bills. That's big time for them. What, what do they need? Like, I, I don't know if you could argue second that they really receiver. need anything. You think they need another receiver? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Gabriel receiver. Davis is grossly underrated. Yeah. Did four touchdowns in the AFC Division around Because when you watch their game in the playoffs, obviously the overtime rule and other things, you could argue that if they bring everybody back and they manage to play the weird game that is the salary cap and managing that, and they they manage to bring all their key pieces back, that they don't really need, I use air quotes, need anything else. I don't well, think the they, need a, they need a better running back. Yeah. I don't think the offense is going to be as explosive. As it they was got Singletary and Zach Moss. You need a better running back. Why is that, Ty? Um... Brian Dable is gone, so they got to rehire an OC. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, they don't have they don't have a run game. Like there is no yeah. run game yeah. Buffalo outside of Josh Allen. Yeah, he is their run game. And like I said, they need a they need a second receiver. Gabriel Davis not a bad receiver, but he's not the wide receiver too in the NFL. You need a better no. with 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 you when you look around the receiving course. Who's your textbook? If you're gonna if you're gonna. Sh- Pull open a dictionary and look up wide receiver number two. Whose picture is above the definition? Adam Thielen. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Those are those are pretty good. I wasn't expecting you guys to have them on top of your head like Who that. Else? Those are good. Robbie Anderson. Yep, is a I was just about to say. I was just about to say Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I was like, just about to say that. Cortland Sutton, maybe. Like, Cortland Sutton is a wide he's probably receiver. Like, he's two. probably more like bottom tier receiver one. No, I think I think he's a receiver. No, too. but he's like he's right in that range. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For Maybe sure. Like a different situation. Yeah, yeah like Gabriel have. Davis is not better than any of those people we just named. Agreed. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is a receiver too, for sure. So yeah. I, I just feel like they just need another receiver. And this is not a slight towards no, Gabriel Davis. Of course, yeah. But now, I do you like think when you talk about that receiver two, does that does he necessarily have to complement the game of receiver one and bring an aspect to the offense that maybe potentially that receiver one respectively does not? It's like a Keenan Allen, Mike Williams kind of deals. Is that that's kind of what yeah. I'm saying? Like, okay. do they have to bring a different aspect to that offense where you have a guy that'll take the top off of coverages yeah. and another guy that will kind of find holes in the in the defense? And he's like, he not like very fast. He 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 can make he can make good catches at the uh, at the catch point, but and they all like, got to do that. He's not a solid. It's a series who don't do that. <laughs> you got to <laughs> like okay. The perfect example right now to me is Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson. Okay, Allen Robinson is your throw the ball up, go get it. Possession. He's a good route runner. You feel me? A possession a possession receiver. Yeah, Darnell Mooney is the person you get the ball in the space to. Or you he's, throw it like he's your deep throw. Yeah. You know, like. That's that's how receivers are complement each other. So I won't necessarily say he's not a receiver too, but I don't think he complements Diggs well enough. You know? Yeah. No, I get, I get you're going with that actually. I feel I like they got to get a deep threat, and I think they still got Emmanuel Sanders, but he over the hill. What's, what's Just age wise, he's like he's like, like, like thirty five. Yeah, he's like thirty four, thirty five. He's got to be. <laughs> So I will say too, it's worth mentioning that the the team, the Bills, entered the week with less than one million dollars in available cap space. I bet they probably they, they cannot buy a TV. Today. <laughs> they couldn't buy a thirty-two inch Roku TV today. That's funny. They couldn't afford this studio. I'll tell you that right now. They could not afford to build this <laughs> hey, studio. I don't think we said it. I don't think we said it live. A shout out to Kobe for the studio and just putting it all together. So. Thanks, Cole. Thanks, bro. I, mean, I just appreciate took a little you. quick little boomerang. We appreciate you. Instagram. Yeah, you, got, you, guys are, you guys will be able to see it on uh, next week, baby. Next week. Next week. It is, it's going to be a good one. It's dazzling. It, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I love that. It's very It's very nice. It's I very love nice. that. It's all right. Jimmy gassing it. It's, How, it's, hey, it's right. Y'all going to see. Y'all going to see. You're going <laughs> to see. They're going to see. But uh, someone who might not be seeing much uh, anymore is Frank Gore. Oh. Bar? Was that a? 
No, that was cool. Was that a bar? <laughs> no, that was, he ain't going blind. <laughs> he just a little dumb. He just getting smacked in the head. That's what I'm saying. He might be going cross-eyed here soon. Uh, all right. Anyways. When you, when you explain anyways, it. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Frank Gore, he's hanging up the cleats. He's lacing up the gloves. Uh, the third all-time rushing leader in the history of the NFL has officially uh, announced his retirement after 16 years in the league. The plans for him are to sign a one-day contract with the 49ers to retire with the team. So I guess he's not officially retired uh, yet, but he has already announced his intentions via uh, social media. Uh, he Obviously, the 49ers, they drafted him in 2005. He spent 10 years with them, so that is the motivation behind him going back on that one-day contract so he can retire with the team that uh, that gave him a shot in, in the NFL. So Gore said he also might want to work for the 49ers front office, evaluating future talent for the franchise. Can't do that if you're going to be running around boxing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you might have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can go be a professional boxer. You can't, you don't see Logan Paul working as an exec in an NFL office. Logan Paul just fought at WrestleMania. He did? So did yeah. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee did. Oh, that clip Pat was Pat McAfee awesome. was electric. Was Stone Cold. Everything you'd expect from Pat McAfee. Listen, He's listen. just an entertainer. Like, a, a, a pure entertainer. I'm going to keep it a being with y'all. <laughs> I watched WrestleMania the other day. I... I've been, I playing, I've been playing the game, so I'm like, man, it's kind of hard. Like WrestleMania today, and it, come to find out, WrestleMania is two days now. Yeah, it's day one and day two. So I'm watching. I'm like, man, it's day two. I see Logan Paul fighting Rey Mysterio. Not only did Logan Paul fight <laughs> Rey Mysterio, he beat Rey Mysterio. Did he actually? <laughs> yeah. And then Pat McAfee fought like some dude I've never heard of yeah, before. Yeah, but then yeah, then the Stone Cold came he out. out there doing flips and dude, he. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> he was he had like the Dallas spazzing. Cowboys cheerleaders is like coming out it with him. It was the Colts, bro. Uh, no, it was the Cowboys. Well, I thought it was the Colts because it, it was in Dallas. Was it? Yeah, it was in Dallas. I could have swore it was the Colts because that yeah. was the connection. Maybe on, you're right. Bro. I watched it on oh, Peacock. Right. I got my he grandma. Watched, he watches. That. I got my grandma Peacock just so I could watch WrestleMania. I, I, told, wa- I watch WrestleMania. I told him it was for Bel Air. <laughs> it was really for WrestleMania. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't loaded the app up since Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's good. You got that's the the one takeaway from that is you got Peacock. That's crazy. Y'all ain't got Peacock. You can watch The Office on there. No, ain't nobody watching The Office, man. That is too funny. But I am watching um, Moon Knight. We'll see. We'll see if he uh, if if he does decide to pursue the professional boxing as a as a full time. You know, occupation? I really have no idea. He's set to make his professional boxing debut uh, on May 14th in Jackson, Mississippi on a Game Bread Promotions card. Yeah, he got to leave it alone. It ain't no reason you fight in Jackson, so, Mississippi. So, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say that's like a – I don't know what kind of card that is. But uh, that's – you know, his his other outing must have just been some type of weird promo. Like, that wasn't technically a like professional boxing match. You know what I mean? I can't even remember who card it was under. But he got knocked out by Darren Williams, though. It wasn't the uh, – What's that? The weird one um, that like they try to do their own event. Was that was that night, wasn't it? It was the uh, why am I blanking on the name? Like the weird app. It was the app that had. Uh, Is it Triller? Yeah, it wasn't that the Triller night with the Triller fights. Well, who fought on Triller though? Wasn't that for Gore? I want to say that was Gore on that night. I could was be that totally was that wrong. when he fought Mike Tyson? Did he fight Mike? No, he didn't fight Mike. I, was I think I was when Mike. Mike Tyson fought. He fought no. somebody. It, I think it was a Logan Paul fight. Nah, was it? Yeah, but either know. way, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Either way, um, it's on his birthday, actually. The fight is on his birthday. His first his first fight is on his birthday. You know how old he's going to be on fight night? 41. 39. Mm. He'll be 39 making his professional yeah. boxing debut. Do, you know, do we know his opponent yet? Uh, I don't believe we do know his opponent. I don't think I would. I would not want to fight Frank Gore. Yeah. No way. I, I don't really know, to be honest. They just fought in December. Yeah. Who just fought in December? It's unreal. Either way, it it was Darren Williams. Yeah, so Darren Williams. That was uh, he lost in a split decision. So he didn't get knocked out, Ty. At least he got dropped. Or I remember it. He did get dropped a couple times. I do remember that because I remember seeing the clips all over Twitter. They were ruthless. That's unreal, though. They, I mean, but like I said, dude has put up insane numbers. He's got sixteen thousand rushing yards behind only Walter Baden and Emmett Smith. Who? Two pretty good guys. I would, I would say they're decent. Yeah. If you're in the company of, of those guys, I think you are doing just fine. So I'm very interested to see where Gore goes as far as his professional boxing goes. Um, oh, one other thing, Ty, is I think you'll appreciate this line from him. Is He said something along the lines of, um, you know, I want to evaluate evaluate talent, excuse me, in the front office because I know football. 
and I know guys who got it. Yeah, Frankie. It, it sounded like something that came straight out of your mouth. I know football. I watch football. <laughs> so that'll that'll be interesting to see where, where Frank goes with that. But um, before we get into some college basketball talk, we're going to go over to a conversation with Michigan Tech offensive lineman Hunter Chambers. Next up on the pod is another man that does not need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. A junior offensive lineman at Michigan Tech, a man who's been on a fair share of Division I rejects episodes as a host, as an insider, an analyst. He gives himself many titles, but the one that I will give him is simply Hunter Chambers. Hunter, what's going on, fella? Uh, give me all the titles. I want all of them. <laughs> I thought that was, pretty, I thought that was pretty smooth. I thought that was off the dome. That was off the dome. I didn't write that down or nothing. Perfect. <laughs> what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Great to be back on. Man, I know the D1 rejects. I know they miss me. I know they miss me. That they do. That they do. I, I think I can speak for our, our entire uh, our entire watching and our, our viewership. They definitely do. But what's uh, what's new with you guys Manzo. up in uh, – what's that? Hi, Mama Manzo. I know you're watching. <laughs> I don't know. She'll say something to me about it too, which would be great. But uh, what's up? What's new with you guys up in Houghton spring ball-wise? you got to be uh, wrapping it up here pretty soon. Yeah, so uh, we just had a practice yesterday. Um, actually, today, yeah, Thursday. Today, um, got today three is more Thursday. Got, yep, got two more spring games, a couple full contacts, and the guys are getting after it as always up here in Houghton. Now, what are you looking like depth chart-wise? Running with the twos, uh, you were right saying? Now, right now, 71. We're rocking with uh, some guard spots and tackle spots today at practice. A little tackle, too, action. Yeah, a little tackle action, some season ones action, nothing out of the ordinary. Just got to stop, got to get working. No spot is given, turn. So that's all I'm going to do, put my head down, work, post-surgery. So for me, just getting back to full strength and being able to play the way that I want to play. Got you, brother. Got you. But um, talk about your new offensive line coach out there, Coach Russman. Obviously, uh, Jace Daniels, uh, he leaves the program just, I don't know, a couple months ago. It feels like it was much longer ago, but I don't think it was. Um, talk about Coach Russman and what's that? Been, what that's been like having a, a new guy in there. Yeah, I just want to say Coach Daniels was one of the best coaches I've ever had. It was an honor playing for him, for him and just the way that he approached the game. Former NMU Wildcat, of course. Mm-hmm. And the way that he coached, yep, the way that he coached us, how he treated us like men, it was awesome to have him. But uh, Coach Russman, awesome to work with so far. Uh, once again, still learning his new ropes, how he coaches, so switching up a couple things here and there. But he is, for one thing, he is making things as simple as possible. I remember the first day he told us, like, I don't want to confuse you guys with anything. I just want you guys to go out there and play as hard as you can, and that's all you can really ask for for a guy for that's coming into a college program. Like, that's one of the best things in too. Yeah, I, think I, can, I can actually ask one more thing, and that's can we actually ever get him on the podcast, or is he going to keep snubbing me? Oh, I you know I'll talk to him. I bet you, I bet you he's quite interested. I need to, man. I need to get him on here. I I really enjoyed him when I had my uh, when I had my official up there at Tech. He's an awesome guy, and I I would love to have him uh, for a conversation Coach, Coach on Daniels here. Coach Daniels or Coach Russman? Coach Daniels. Oh, I I bet you he would love to talk. He I hope so. Yeah. At, I mean, hey. I believe he's the head coach at Bigfoot High School. That's in, true. Uh, in Indiana or yeah. Illinois, I don't know, somewhere. One of there, the I but. states, one of the I states. Yep. But I mean, I'll take Coach Russman too. I'd love to ch- chat with him. I don't know nearly as much about him, but just Daniels being that, having that NMU connection, going on to play professionally, coming back to coach not only at Northern but also like you're talking about at Michigan Tech. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge, like you were saying, and I would really mm-hmm. like to have him uh, have him on here. But um, what are you guys looking like right now, spring ball wise? How many guys are you bringing back, and wh- what does that team look like? I guess without giving me uh, which, without giving me too much information. Hey, I'll just leave it as as is, as is. I don't think I need to go into definition. Just let you know that, like Jimbo said, October fifteenth can't come fast enough, fellas. <laughs> you know it, man. We're excited for that one. I'm on your ass. We're excited for that one. Ty's ready for that one. Uh, coming up to your place, that'll be uh, that'll be a fun one. Um, Last but- time I was, I had two hundred yards. <laughs> All right, mark it. <laughs> but last time. Um, oh, no, it's not, not last time, but taking the next steps as the program, you talk about getting ready into the season. You guys obviously coming off of a season where you finished third in the GLIAC, GLIAC, you wrapped up the season with a big win over Saginaw Valley, and really you were just kind of a step behind the Grand Valley and the Ferris's, right? They had a little couple bit of a tiers. I guess, would you agree with that? There are a couple tiers to our league yep. last year. 
So you had the Grand Valley and the Ferris that were kind of duking it out for that top spot with Ferris being head and shoulders above the best team in our league. Um, And we saw why as they went on that playoff run. Then you had you guys in Saginaw that were very competitive and competed with those those top teams um, and duked it out all the way to the final game. And then it was kind of like the rest. It was kind of like the rest of the pack. So... I don't. Th- I think it'll be a little more competitive this year, but we'll see. You don't really know how things are going to shake out. But for you guys, what do you guys need to do to take that next step and really be in that same category, in that same conversation as teams like Grand Valley and Ferris? I mean, I think it's playing everybody that we can play. Coach Olson, our, our schedule just kind of came out a couple of days ago, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and this is considered one of the hardest schedules in Michigan Tech history. Yeah. And if you, the oldest saying in the book, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, and we're doing that. So I say that we just got to stick to our routine, do what Michigan Tech football does, and that's run the ball, play good defense. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. I'll tell you that. Physical, tough, disciplined team. We know that about you guys. And I believe you guys double up Saginaw this year, right? Yes, sir. Those are going to be super exciting games. Like that that last one, that was the – was that senior day that for you guys? Was that, at, that was at uh, Houghton? Yep, last game of the year, Houghton. Uh, we beat them um, 24-21. Yeah. It was a great game. That was wild. I don't know if you saw. I, I did. You definitely saw because I sent it to you. They just got um, a transfer in from. He was at EMU and then Morgan State, potentially going to be their new quarterback over there. So we'll see what they do uh, with some new additions on the offensive side of the ball. Because I've said it multiple times. Um, you know, I don't really like talk too highly of, of other teams besides my own, but it's like, you know, that's kind of my job as a, as a media guy, but I really thought they were a quarterback away from being a playoff team last year, and I think you can attest to the fact that their team was very solid all around. They had a lot of good pieces on both sides of the ball. 100%. I mean, they were hard to play against, and what are you going to do? It's always going to be a good game. Yeah. The GLIAC, every no weeks off in the GLIAC, so got to earn every win in this league, and that's what the Huskies are going to do. That was like a that was like a press day. That was like a press day answer, like a media media day answer. You give me that scripted he's got, stuff. He's got a little script in front of yeah, him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm, hey, we're not. We're not. I'm prep ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm camera ready always. The man I'm went into his room always. and he had. He's got a poster on the wall with all the answers that his coaches he's gave got him. Got the whiteboard out. <laughs> Expo markers. <laughs> you ain't giving me Jack, huh, Hunter? Yep. <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm press. I'm press ready always. All right, brother. When can we get you down here in the studio for a couple episodes? After spring ball, hey, obviously. Those D1 rejects, I'm, I'm coming soon. You'll see this beautiful face soon enough. Let's go, dude. Um, as, soon as, as soon as camp's over. Yeah. I'm one, one of my first stops, I'm up here in the UP in the 906 all summer. So Yes, sir. That'll be fun, man. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll have the video version of the podcast coming out next week uh, with the cameras up in the studio. So I'm super excited for that. Super excited to have you here. And, uh, you know, not to repeat too much, but I was just saying that I was just super thankful for you and Drew just because, um, you know, we have gotten so far with this, I think. um, And we've taken some huge steps. And just like I was telling Drew, doing that on the couch and just really it was just bullshitting about football for two weeks is what it felt like and having good quality people on the podcast. Uh, that is, that's just taught me a lot, and it's just been a lot of fun to do that with you, man. Glad to have you back on for more. It's always, it's always a good time, and it's only up from here from for Kobe Manzo and the D one rejects. I think more for the D one rejects, take, but for for sure, dude, for sure, dude. Um, we can talk. I want to talk a little bit with you about because I haven't really had the chance to actually is about the Hard Knocks coming out. It won't be for a bit until Damn. August, but the Detroit Lions Hard Knocks. What are we? What are we looking forward to most from uh, from our guys down in, in Allen Park, right where the practice facility is? Yep, I think a lot of people are just excited to see Dan Campbell. You know, Jared Goff, third time, loves Hard Knocks, loves being on it. We have a bunch of personalities like uh, Jamal Williams, T.J. Hawkinson, all those guys. But I think what I am personally most excited for. And see a couple of Sheila Hamp Ford in there oh, and see Jesus. what's going on behind there. Jesus. Come on, because the people of Detroit Those doors are going to be closed, to my friend. What's going on? Those doors are going to be sealed shut. They will not be getting a camera anywhere near her. You know what was interesting, hey. though, is that she introduced herself as, uh, what was it? Like Sheila she, Hamp. Yeah, Sheila Hamp. Not, she didn't include Ford. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know what the story is behind that, but I thought that was interesting. Maybe she doesn't want to associate herself with that name anymore. I guess we'll all find out coming August second or whatever it is. Dude's like pitching a trailer. Um, and we had the conversation. We had the conversation <laughs> hey, a like little I while said, back. I'm always media ready. I'm always media ready for whoever. <laughs> we had the conversation a little while back about Hard Knocks as a whole and about what really 
pushes the ticker as far as Hard Knocks goes and gets those ratings. And, you know, some of us had said that, you know, it's the stars, it's the star power, the name, the likeness, all of that stuff that really gets people to tune in. And I argued that it's really not. I think it's the way they produce that show. It's going to be good no matter what. And I think it's the fence guys, the border guys that may or may not make the team and those stories about getting to the NFL. I think those are the ones that actually drive that show and what it's more engineered around. But I don't know what you think I, I about that. I hate to say it, but... I think what drives the show is the drama around it. Because if we really think back on, if we think back on Hard Knocks, everybody can think of when it was the Raiders and AB yep. and all that was going on. Yep, and John Gruner, just big personality. And then a year ago with the Cowboys, nothing really happened there. Like people watched it because of Dak coming back and all that. Yep. And then the year before that, it was uh, the LA, the two teams. And no, I can't even tell you what happened on that one because just nothing I. happened. So for if we're just talking personality standpoints and ratings, some some big drama is going to have to happen for people to pull in to watch that. You don't think the DC I the MCDC soundbite is going to be enough to carry those I, episodes? I I feel like once again I feel like he's a big pull because he's another type of John Gruden type beat. He gets clicks. He gets clicks. Yeah. Yep. That's all. I think that's a big reason that they pull for Detroit is because of Dan Campbell and the new culture that starting up there and the way that he acts as just the almost a bizarre guy that's saying whatever he wants to say and is going to get your point across yeah no 100 i'm 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 really excited for it and i want to say guys with only five episodes right that's, was that's, it? that's what i've heard only five it's only five right yeah. i feel like it should be more yeah because it's, it's it's four it's four of the preseason games and then uh like a week before or something like that why do I, I've always felt like it was much longer than that. I don't know. For whatever reason, I've always felt that those seasons feel like they last much longer than only five episodes. And also, like, the Colts were the, the, the in-season. Uh, in I, I haven't that seen much like of that. 80. Oh, it, it's awesome. Was so it you good? definitely have to go back and watch, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. It That's made, on HBO, I feel like whoever obviously. watched that was just, yeah. Yeah. Whoever watched that just became a fan of, like, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts and was just rooting for him daily. Darius really? Leonard and the Maniac, man. It was, it, that's a, those are definitely good watches, especially we were watching it weekly. Me and my buddy Austin Schlitt, second in the Glee, I can sack. There you um, go. Plug it. He was, we were watching it, and it, it was cool to keep up and watch that in season instead of out of season. Another Glee guy that had quite the year. You may or may not have heard of this guy. He goes by the name of Jared Bernhardt. He is uh-huh. looking to make it to the NFL. And we got some news from Ian Rappaport and a couple other big sources today that the Broncos hosted, they're call, they keep calling him the former Maryland lacrosse star because that's, that's the story, right? That the Broncos hosted him for a top 30 visit, which is a, a pretty neat piece right there because you, you don't really expect a guy like that to be getting that type of attention, especially because he played quarterback at the Division II level and he's not a guy that we all can assume is going to be playing quarterback at the NFL level. Right, so yeah, for for yeah, me to, to see that is very interesting. Out for a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But even so, to, for him to get a top thirty visit as a guy, you know, like I'm saying, is trying out for a position that he didn't really play last year, is very interesting. It's just that he's a freak athlete, and he's going to get those looks because of just how athletic he is. Yeah, so it says on here on the CBS article that he's projected to be a wide receiver and kick returner in the NFL. I don't know if he's actually done any kick returning. Obviously not last year because you don't put your quarterback at kick returner. Um, but is that just going to come down to being athletic enough and, and just you know being that explosive guy? I think so. I think that I think he showed it last year pretty much walking to a national championship in D2 with him at the quarterback. So, I mean, if you, if you got the moves, you can move. And he, we know he has the moves, right? They came up to your place to play this past year, right? Yep, and we gave them the best game they had all season. Don't forget it either. Well, Saginaw well, I'm gave I'm going to fact him. check you there, buddy. I think Saginaw, Saginaw gave him the Saginaw did game. give him the best game. Guess you guys didn't watch our game then. Oh, Saginaw, <laughs> Saginaw went to double overtime, overtime. Yeah, double to- overtime with him. So. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys must have given him a good fight, but not double overtime. But I will say there's an asterisk next to that game because Bernhardt, remember, guys, did not no, play that, in that game true. against that's, Saginaw. That's true, but that, so, that, other, that other kid that was in there. At, so at we, ain't say, we ain't say Jerry Bernhardt. We said Ferris State Bulldogs. What? We ain't say who gave Jerry Bernhardt the best fight. We said Ferris State Bulldogs. Yeah, but I'm saying Ferris State without Jerry Bernhardt is not the same team. I think That's what I'm they, saying. We ain't I, giving I fam you, them no cool plays. I, we ain't I, trying I, to none of that. Here's the thing. 
I'm not saying Ferris still wins it without him, but they could have. Oh, easily. Yeah. Ferris State had an incredible roster. And the Let's backup, not, you know that I mean? backup, Malik Mitchell, right? Yeah, that kid can definitely ball. Yeah, he can ball. There's no yeah, problem they, with they that. They put up 47 points with him. He must be all right. Yeah. You know? So, no, definitely not. But <laughs> but like I was saying, Hart, I mean, we've, we've all seen that he's just that dude. He's that type of athlete. Uh, we've all seen that in person. So, I'm I'm excited to see. I don't think he'll be getting picked up in the draft. I'd assume you was agree it, was with it, me. Th- was it 38 to 10? Was that the score of the game? Yes, sir. <laughs> Best game all year. I mean, I, I mean, we we got we got we got we got Molly walked by Ferris too. I'm not I'm not calling. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we're any better against Ferris, smacked. but you, you you can't come on this podcast and say that was the best <laughs> game you gave him all year, bro. You lost by four how, touchdowns. How, how many points? Did you get? That's the uh, least amount of points to score. All okay, but well, so that doesn't mean it was like a close. Well, all right, bro. We can all talk right, about bro. that all you want. <laughs> all right. You said that was the least amount of points they scored all year. Uh huh. They scored 35 against Grand Valley, and they scored 38 against. That was at IGV. Yeah. We got the schedule right here, brother. Big, big seven one. Fact checking, big fact checking. You know what I'm saying? They did pull the receipts right. on you, bro. It's all right. They pulled the receipts on you. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> uh, holding Ferris to 38 is like pretty good, though. I will say, For sure, I'm, I'm not, that's, that's not even like sarcasm. Yeah, yeah no. Like, Ferris was know, a, and they scored 35 on Wayne State too. Yeah. We know. We Ferris know they was can, a, they're a train. They can compete for sure. Yeah. But um, like I was saying, I, I don't think we any of us see Bernard getting picked up as a draft pick. But I think the undrafted free agent route is is very possible for him. Yeah, it would definitely definitely be cool to see his story and where he falls out, and if he gets a chance, I feel like he will. Yeah, that's one of those guys. Like I know we talked about it a little bit. Like when we were in high school playing, like the Donovan Edwards of the world. Just like we're gonna be sitting on our couch in a couple of years and like tapping our buddies on the shoulder and being like, "Yeah, went to four overtimes with that kid. Should have beat him." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, you, that wasn't, that wasn't, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Sure. So those are, those are the type of guys that you'd be sitting on the couch and like tap your buddy on the shoulder. That's what I tell everyone. They'd be like, yeah, played against that kid. He was legit. He was legit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's why your pops ain't out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why but, we have this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I'll stick behind the mic. I'll be, I won't be on the field after, uh, after my college days oh, are I'll up. smile for the camera. <laughs> yeah, just, say some funny stuff. Uh, but Hunter, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm seriously excited to, to get you back down here and, and get you in the studio. Have some fun, man, on the podcast. Yes, sir. For sure. I can't wait for it. All right, brother. I appreciate you. I'll see you. Yes, sir. See you, man. See you, boys. Thanks see for having ya. me on. Right, See you in October. We brought those receipts out on Chambers, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. we ain't playing. Yeah, no, he said about, he said he was media ready. He's talking about best game. <laughs> uh, he didn't. He didn't. He, Dude, he did not sound media ready. Talk about a talk about a personality though. If we had him sitting on the couch with with you two, yeah, it would be good. These yeah. would be no. You know, no he's, not, a, he's a funny kid. Not yeah. that these already aren't good episodes, but these would be great episodes. I'll you guys could you guys could up. talk all night. Yeah, I'd be fine. Oh, I wouldn't have to write anything on the script. No. We can just go. We can just raw dog it. We can just yeah. go. And <laughs> hey, we're going to cut that out. No, it's staying. Because it's oh, PG-13. No, this is PG-13. No, what? PG-13. No, what? What's, why is that so PG-13? Ah, we're staying in there. Wrong with that. Just go in unprepared. That's Exa- all. Exactly. Right. Maybe not. Not unprepared, but just improvising. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're just you're digging yourself a deeper hole there, pal. Yeah. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say but so. But the real people that need to dig themselves out of a hole. The LSU. Oh. The Lions. Oof. Come on, man. The Lions, yeah. Yes, the Lions. LSU, LSU a, basketball team. LSU basketball yeah. to me more specific. Yes. Uh, like we said earlier, Ty, how many scholarship players they got on their team right now? Zero. Sorry, is your name? Pardon me. Okay. Hey, what's wrong with dude? <laughs> Pardon me. Dirty tripping, eh? Sorry, let me rephrase that. Uh, Ty, Sean, how many, how many scholarship players they currently have on their roster? Uh, As many um Division One basketball players as we have on our roster. <laughs> That was pretty good. That so, was good. I would say zero. That was good. And and you are right. Every scholarship player from the LSU men's basketball team has either entered the transfer portal or declared for the NBA draft. They and had a few. They have the draft. no commit over like a two star. All their big all their big time names have decommitted. decommitted. Exactly. So this comes after head coach Will Wade was fired before March Madness due to alleged NCAA violations. That led to the eleven players leaving the program. Now these allegations were concerning recruiting, and all of them, at least like his actual, uh, you know, alleged misconduct and those type of things, those all occurred before the new NIL deals were in place. And uh, now a lot of that stuff that he did, none of it, I believe, has been officially released, but a lot of that stuff he did is probably legal now. How does that How does that make them feel now? It's kind of ridiculous. They don't care. They, they got what they got, and they're getting up out of there. That's, that's just me. He, it, just, it, pro- it sucked for him, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. And you feel me? All the recruits that was going there, because I ain't going to lie, LSU was building. Like, they had some good going. 
Hundred percent, dude. For they sure. were starting to get some names there. They had competed yeah. in a lot of good games. So, um, and now if you're the new head coach is Matt McMahon or McMahon. Never heard of him. Yeah, he, he's. I'd hate to be him. He's got some work to do. <laughs> I'd hate to. Could be you him. imagine stepping into it? I guess the one bright point from that is the bar is very low, right? The expectations are very low when he you gets, come into he a, gets a situation to build his like own, that. He gets to build his own team. Exactly. You've got eleven scholarships to give out to guys of your choice, and your first year they know it's going to be bad. Like, immediately, right? Unless you're going to be bringing in some extremely talented transfers, uh, which I'm sure they'll add some transfers to the roster because they have that much room. They're not going to be pulling in a whole high school class, right, and, and just forcing them to go out into the floor if they're not ready to play at the college level, especially in – that's SEC. So yeah. you can't expect a, a team full of high schoolers, a former high school 18-year-olds, to come out and just start competing in the SEC, right? I don't care how talented you are. I don't think that's how it works. So this they're going to the have to add five. some. This isn't the five, five. Exactly. exactly. You're going to have to find some some transfer talent there, and you're going to have to build a little bit. But like you said, if your coach, uh, McMahon, McMahon, I don't know how to pronounce his name, <laughs> he's going to have to figure out more than uh, some name pronunciation. Man. But like you said, he'll have a lot of opportunities to get the team that he likes there, For which, sure. should be, which should be interesting. Um, talking about the NIL stuff, this is something that I saw the other day was, oh, was Arch Manning. Have you guys seen kind of like what his recruiting process has been like? Youngest Manning. I see, like, names like top six, I think. So, right now, it's between, like, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and they're just all keep, like, kind of upping the ante as far as, like, all the kinds of deals that he'll get if they come to their school. It's been unreal. Ole Miss in there, too. Ole Miss has. Yeah, you're right. I think he said Ole Miss is, like, his dark horse school. Really? He saw what Jackson Dart said? No. He said that the NIA deal with, like, some, like, gene company is what put, like, Ole Miss over the top. A jean company? Yeah, and it was like he chose jeans over Oklahoma. Like that was a running <laughs> joke. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, a comfy pair of blue jeans. I tell you, it's it's it's. I love blue jeans. This <laughs> Jimmy's an advocate for the blue jeans. Yeah. See, Jimmy would have um, chose the jeans over Oklahoma too. This is you know I would have gone to Oklahoma, but this is funny to, anyway. to read right here. It yeah. says <laughs> in this article from the New York Post, it says that uh, this wild story among what are really the final chapters of what it calls a bygone era in college athletics. Now with the new deals coming through and these financial incentives, excuse me, being permitted across college athletics. Some of this came from FBI wiretaps, it's saying. And this is just from this source that I'm reading and that Wade was accused of mentioning a, quote, strong-ass offer to recruits as far as financial incentives go. I just want to put a monetary amount to strong-ass. I'd like to know how much strong-ass is. And you got any guesses? I don't know. Like, it, it had to have been, all right. It's a strong ass. I'm going to say this. Fred Taylor, he went to Florida, right? Georgia offered him $5,000 to commit and sign. And he took the money and still went to Florida. <laughs> so think about it. And that was in like, right. that Wait, was like the 90s. Was that on Bustin' when he was talking about that? No, it was on. I think it was on Bustin' with the boys. With uh, Compton and. No, I don't think it Luan? was. on. I watched that, but I don't think it was. On, I think it was on a recent interview we did. Oh, I want to say it was on Bustin', but go ahead. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but he he took five thousand. They offered him. It was on Bustin' with the yeah, boys, actually. It was. it was, and they offered him five k. Georgia did. He took the money, and still signed with Florida. Yeah, and what are they gonna do? Because back then, what are they gonna do? Report it so and get then, themselves in trouble. So then I say that to you say. You know what I mean? Back then, that was probably a lot of money. Five yeah, k was probably a lot of money. That chump change now. Strong ass offer. It had been twenty bands at the least. <laughs> at least twenty. I'm thinking fifty. I was thinking like fifty. Somewhere in that range, they yeah. probably Straight got cash. It, got his mama a house, got his mama a car, got That's him a car, <laughs> and cash on set top him of that up for life. Yeah, he was set for sure. Something crazy. Who was it? We ain't gonna take that guess. We ain't gonna do that. What? I don't know. I was saying who was it, but we don't know <laughs> LSU roster like that <laughs> to go. Oh yeah, that was definitely uh, a. <laughs> Marcus Thompson. I'm saying, like, who are they bringing in that was worth, you know what I mean? Uh, that. Sharif O'Neal, but Sharif is yeah, but Shaq's son. He exactly. got everything already. Uh-huh. What are you going to offer the dude that got all of it? But um, like we talked about in the intro, and I guess we'll finish off the podcast here on tonight, is uh, the Cinderella team that has since fallen apart. I guess in a good way fallen apart, if that's even possible, if you can put it in that context. Doug Edert, the face of the Cinderella run of St. Peter's, a notorious mustache man. Uh, he's officially entered the transfer portal and is leaving the Peacocks. He was the banner image of their of their Twitter profile. He was the banner image of college basketball. He was. That is a great way it's, to put it, Jim. Doug. Fantastic. And I loved one of my favorite all-time uh, March Madness tweets was something along the lines of when they won those first two games and someone tweeted the roster picture of the Peacocks and somebody said, guys, we should have known this was coming. 
we should have known this is coming. Look at this picture. Yeah. Doug's the only white guy in this team. The only guy. We know it's from like, years of AAU basketball yep. what that means. Yeah, that one guy can ball the <laughs> out. You know, yeah. Like, we we should have known this was coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah. not only Doug, but Daryl Lee and Matthew Banks, two more key contributors to the Peacocks. They're gone too. I believe all three of them are guards. So that part of the court for them is going to need some some serious some serious work, some serious changes. And this is all in addition, don't forget, to losing head coach Shaheen Holloway to Seton Hall where he will be the head coach at his alma mater where he played. So now the question, I, I obvious question, I think, do these guys, at least a couple of them, go join him at Seton Hall? Is he bringing them with them? I think, Doug, I think Doug's going to go. Really? And you got it. I mean, it's a big yeah. jump competition-wise, but, yeah. like, we've no. seen these guys perform, I, I guess. I don't know. I think he, he'll get something bigger than Seton Hall. Really, yeah. I don't. I don't a, a think co- so. A coach to see what he did I, in the tournament. I don't think so. Seton Hall is a pretty big. Seton Hall is kind of like close. The, big, to the, the big East is like one of the best basketball conferences, and like Seton Hall is usually ranked. I'm gonna say. Like, I don't I, know if you can get much. You obviously a little. I mean, you, you can get like a Michigan, a U of I, but I don't think dude, they're gonna be. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't he think goes, they're he's going to get a fringe blue blood. You really? think so? I don't see that happening for a they guy. Will, like they that. will see. They will see what he did in a tournament. Yeah, he went crazy. And and they will they will hope that he can do that for an entire season. It'll be a team who. Who disappoint? Who went out? I guess he came off the bench during the season. Point exactly in the AFC, uh, and then he, just he just blew up. He had that. He, he's just offensive fire. I listen, listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. When did I'm Kentucky listen. lose? First round. I could see Kentucky going. Come on. You think so? Devin Booker came off the bench for them. Yeah. So I guess no. That team was. Yeah, team was pretty crazy. I mean, the team was. But you can see why Booker was coming off the bench. I could, I could for sure seeing like, like him going because Kansas just won, and like number eleven was like the star at was it Iowa State? Hmm. Somewhere it's somewhere in the one of the Midwestern schools, and then he goes to Kansas to come off the bench, and he just bought out. The, like I could see him going to a. French blue blood, if not Kentucky. Yeah. We didn't even mention that he's got to deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. You remember seeing those tweets after the games? For me? Like, Doug, man. Man, come on. I wonder he's getting paid for that. I would have paid him to just, like, take the wing and, like, get a little sauce in the stash. You know what I mean? A little ranch or something? You know what I mean? Like, have a little sauce in the stash for the tweet? That'd be electric. That's the media guy coming out in you. That'd be awesome, though. What kind of marketing would that? I mean, think about it. Never thought of nothing like that. You get the guy. That's that's how my brain works. You get what is is special about this guy? Why are you, or how are you going to market this guy with your brand? He's the mustache. How do you incorporate the mustache to the wings? You get a little wing sauce on the stash. He's a messy wing eater. He likes uh, to get in there and get dirty with the uh, with the bone in. Uh, you know what I mean? You could go you could go all in on this. Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be great, bro. I think that'd be great marketing. I would love that. <laughs> I think that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Kobe, you funny. Yeah, this yeah, is why we yeah, say yeah, this you're, stuff. You're cracking, you're cracking me up over this here, is how man. we say this stuff for the end of the podcast. But I was thinking about that when yeah. I read that. I yeah, thought that was so other than been hilarious. Funny. I think it's a, a missed opportunity. Wing eater. <laughs> You got you to use his mustache for the marketing. The that's, that's corny stuff that ad agencies and stuff do, man. That's how they get. They work those angles. And that's you that's just facts. think about the type of marketing that he provides for a business. Now I'm getting, like, all into it. But yeah. he's the mustache. He's the stash. He's the man. He's the stash. Anyways, he, yeah. He's definitely the stash for college basketball now. Drew Timmy went to the draft. Yeah. So he, he is the stash now. He is the stash. That's the Zags guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, big guy. He was solid, too. Um, but otherwise, fellas... Masters? Anybody we'll watch any Masters? We watch no Masters. I watched Tiger's first couple holes today while I was in class. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> it was a great podcast. Tiger's minus one after day Shout one. Shout out my mama. Shout out my pops. Hey, Shout out my grannies. I would love to see Tiger make the cut and like surprise some people. Because here's the thing, man. Yep. You're talking about Tiger Woods or not? Tyshawn, you don't watch golf, whatever. Tiger Woods is like golf. Is he's like he's like Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I like, know who Tiger Woods. That's what is, I'm saying. But like, he's been terrible like the last. No, seven no, no, years. no, 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 no. No, that's that's he not won, true. He actually he got in a, won. He, he won the Masters like three years ago. Then yeah. he got in a crazy car accident, almost died. He's and now won he, like now he's back golfing after like this crazy traumatic event. It's just like a really cool story. And then, did you see him golfing yeah. with his son? My TV, that was in what December. My, my TV lives on ESPN. He's won like three tournaments in the past seven years. Well, yeah, because he's at the end of his career. Like. Yeah. He's been terrible. You know how hard it is when a major? Yeah. Like, he won the Masters in he 2020. in, like, six years. So don't tell me how hard it is uh. when I see him make it look easy. So I ain't trying to hear that. 
He's won 30% of the Masters that he's competed in. That's actually Shout wild. out to Jack Chappelle for that stat, by the way. That's like Jack gave you that. Jack's yeah. a big golf guy. Yeah. That's like when they say, that's like when they say, you know what I'm saying? Oh, LeBron just missed the playoffs. Well, you know how hard it is to make the playoffs. <laughs> now, when I watch you go to the finals nine years in a row, I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell me at the end of his career. Uh, we gonna hold him to the whole standard we we hold LeBron to. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a fair point. Braun missed the playoffs. They gonna kill Braun for that. I ain't uh-huh. trying to hear none of that. They gonna kill all Lakers. But here's the thing: seventeen year olds. I ain't trying to hear that. Here's the thing, though. I don't think LeBron got in a traumatic car accident and almost died a year ago. That's 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 all I'm trying to say because like Tiger's coming fair. back. A little more he's, of a compete, he's competing story. in this story. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, a little it's, more it, of a comeback. He was trash before he almost died. He just won the Masters like a couple months before. Okay, whatever. Damn. Whatever. I. Okay. Shout out Tiger. He just said didn't. He just said didn't, <laughs> didn't watch golf. No, you can't say that and then go shout back out. and shout him no, out. No, no, hell no, hell no, Tyshawn, hell no. Get out of here with that shit. Get out of here with that shit. in the game of golf. We loving him for it. Nah. But wrap it up. Go out on a high note. Go out on top. Stop. He won a tournament. Then they go, "Oh, Tiger's back." No, he not. <laughs> no, everybody oh, else just imagine. Off imagine if Tiger wins the Masters. We pull this off and like see like Tyshawn. Oh, up. he's trapped. Tiger may not be back, but we will be back. Yeah. Next week. Next week. In studio with when the, the video version over. of the podcast. <laughs> Masters will be over by the time. Uh, he won't make the second cut. <laughs> he going to shoot a, a plus four, double, triple, quadruple bogey. <laughs> so he knows uh, a little bit of golf. He does. He, he, he knows more than he lets on. He knows more than he lets on. I play it on the uh, Wii. Uh, I got to get a Wii in here. Yeah, yeah. that's but, that's that's the last that's the missing touch for the season. Yeah, I think. but yeah. but check us out on Instagram at Division One Rejects at Twitter at D One underscore Rejects. Like I said, we'll be back next week with another great episode. But uh, shout out to Drew and Hunter Day for joining us. We will have uh, big time guests next week that will tweeze on the uh, tweeze. Tweeze, Damn, bro, my out, brain's tiger. gone. My brain's gone, man. I'm tired, man. That we will tease. Excuse me on the socials, uh, but. Thank you guys if you've made it this far for listening. Really appreciate you. Yes, and have a great weekend. On.